hello, hello. Before we dive into today's episode, which is the last episode for now, I wanted to say a massive thank you to all of you out there, long-time listeners, new listeners, everyone who has supported this podcast and enjoyed the episodes and the interviews. I've had lots of really interesting conversations over the last few years and having these kind of deeper conversations of the heart means a lot to me. So thank you so much. There has been so much going on behind the scenes. But yeah, at the moment I am taking a pause. I'm taking my own medicine and listening to my own words and I am pressing pause and I'm taking a step back and I'm reflecting on everything really. So I still have plans for Brave Hearts in the future, including a website that will be out very soon, definitely by the end of July 2023. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm sure I'll make an announcement on Instagram when I am back on Instagram. <laughs> I've been taking a little bit of a pause from there as well. But yes, um, BraveHeartsRising.com will be a thing. And I am hoping to organise some online events over the autumn time. I think the one thing I want to say about that is like my vision for Brave Hearts Rising has always been a community of folks who, a community of folks who are passionate about creating change in the world, about creativity, about people and humanity and all of those juicy things but are also tired and so my vision has always been this community that kind of celebrates joy and centers well-being but also whilst thinking about justice as well so it's like it's not just well-being on that individual level it's thinking about collective well-being and collective joy and creativity and I think sometimes the world is such an overwhelming place and we feel like we have to do everything alone and this we have can have this big responsibility on our shoulders and I think there is so much power in conversation and in coming together and saying oh yeah no me too I'm struggling with that or oh you know what I worked on this community project last week and you know I learned this and this might help you or or I had a really difficult conversation at work um and, but this is how I handled it. And I think it's that peer element. It's it's sharing experiences, sharing our own life experiences as well, because we all have our own kind of rich and diverse perspectives to bring to the table. And I think that's really crucial. Um, so that's kind of in my heart, my vision, but how that's brought to life, what that looks like, I don't know yet. But I do know that I don't necessarily want to do it alone, because I think that defeats the object <laughs> so we shall see what happens and putting that one out to the universe and kind of planting some seeds for now anywho i hope that you enjoy this episode as much as i enjoyed recording it with the lovely katie so yes grab a brew grab the dog get your rubber gloves on for washing up whatever it is that you do and um, whatever it is you like to do when you listen to a podcast so exhale and enjoy hello and welcome to the final episode of the brave hearts rising podcast i'm the host lisa pascoe but for today i'm handing over the mic to 
the wonderful Katie Still, who for those who have been listening for many years will know that Katie has been the editor of all of the major episodes and interviews that I've done with folks and yeah and a really good friend so I'm really excited to have her be asking me questions and for what feels like a a momentous occasion for me because Brave Hearts Rising has been a project that's been really close to my heart and I have loved interviewing each and every one of my guests they've all brought real kind of personal insights and We've had some really amazing, meaningful conversations. And for me, that's something that I value so much. I think in in today's world where things can feel quite fraught and quite heavy, I think these conversations are an opportunity to navigate things together and, and help each other find ways of coping and thriving and making a difference. So that that's what it's all been about for me. And no doubt at some point, in the future, maybe there'll be a Brave Hearts Rising 2.0. It might not be a podcast, it might be a community, I don't know. But for now, this is the finale. So hello and welcome, Katie. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, it's really nice to actually get the chance to to sort of swap roles with you so that I can turn the, the, the spotlight on you for a wee while. And just, I think it's a nice way to end it, isn't it? When, you know, there was so much work and thought has gone into Brave Hearts Rising from you and, and the way you've planned it all and the people you've spoken to and what you also have brought to, obviously, the podcast and your insights, I think, are so valuable. So I think it's really fitting, actually, that we get a chance to have a chat here and I can just fire a few questions at you just just to sort of give a nice wrap up to it. And I mean, you encapsulated quite a lot there about what it's meant to you. But could we maybe just tug on that thread a little bit more and just see, you know, why did Brave Hearts come into being in, in the first place? Oh, well, it actually goes way back to 2015, I think, when Becky and I were on holiday. And I don't, I, we were just talking as couples do. and like We're both the types of people who like to think about how we can make a difference in the world and we encourage each other to grow and develop and so yeah I remember I think we were both at that point kind of maybe nervous of certain things and we came up with the (laughs) we came up with the term like head of bravery so like Becky was head of bravery and like that meant doing brave things and then we wrote this whole Brave Hearts Rising manifesto. It was just like about being authentic and kind to other people, I think. But there were more to it than that, but I don't have it right in front of me. And it just totally escapes me what they are now. Maybe I'll add it in, in at the end. <laughs> but yeah, so we wrote this Brave Hearts Rising manifesto. And so that was just a thing. And then we didn't think about it for a long time. And then when I decided I wanted to create a podcast, I was thinking about different names and there were so many names that I thought about. And then I was, I remember I was, we were in the car driving up the track to your house and I just went, Brave Hearts Rising. And I, mm-hmm. knew, and I knew, I just knew that that was what I wanted to do in that moment because it is all about those of us in the world who believe in inclusion and creating a world where people are safe to show up, show up as their full selves. And I think that's kind of my lesson, particularly I think over the last year in, in terms of like like that psychological safety and being able to be happy it's it's around being seen and heard for who you are and not having to hide parts of yourself and I think that's so fundamental 
and yet not always simple and in I don't think it, it never has been and uh, we're yet to reach that point so but I I want to be part of those conversations really and I'm part of spotlighting other people I think in the in like in a world of capitalism and the world that we live in it's so much emphasis is on the individual and on the rise of the individual and it's quite ego driven and I'm not saying that in a negative way necessary but it is very much that the I is leading and I think what what is needed is more community more collaboration people coming together because we are it's a cliche but we are stronger together I remember when I did a job share when I was at the Red Cross and it was just so much better to have the two of us in the one role because we brought different ideas different backgrounds and it worked so well and it was amazing and I think you know so often we just put a job out there for example a job spec and we just we fill it with the one person and it's all very fixed and everything's in boxes and but often you can never do all the things in a role you know like there's always going to mm. be the person who's much better at the people stuff and someone else who really wants to sit in the back doing the admin and, and it feels really arbitrary to me and like and short-sighted that we don't create more flexibility within society to allow people to come together and like complement each other in those ways and so yeah that's mm. that's been really important to me that aspect of it because I really don't know everything I only have my perspectives as, as, a, as a white queer woman in, and a western woman in the world you know there's, there's so many other ways to look at things and you know you don't know what you don't know well that's a very good that's a good way to put it and also I think you know with with everything that you've touched on there it, Bravehearts Rising has certainly been part of that whole conversation and that's you know people wanting and that the need to feel part of of community and to be very much your true self and thinking back over the people that you did connect with and the people you interviewed is such a, a wonderful variety of people and every time me listening as editing and you know and 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 put, what what you, we were speaking about there was always something that everyone could relate to regardless of who this was where they were in the world and how they showed up do you have um you know any particular standout sort of, sort of conversations with certain people or could you just it's very hard to pick anything uh, for for you know the reasons they were all brought something special I'll be honest, sometimes I find it hard to remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> and I'm thinking about, like, because I think the last proper interview was over a year ago now. So it's been a while. And I really did love all of my conversations for various reasons. And I think what really stands out to me, though, are some of the friendships that I've created as, as a result of the podcast mm. as well. People who I've connected with, who I've never met in real life, who actually we're, we're close now. And I really value that. I guess it will always stand out to me, the fact that I interviewed Marianne Campwell because of the background and me working in London and feeling a bit stuck in life, feeling lost and then discovering her book and really... You know, she was a really significant part of the reason I changed my life, essentially. So it was a big deal for me to have her on the podcast. That was like a personal moment. I also really loved interviewing Tamu Thomas because 
of all the talk that we had around somatics and the body and yeah but I genuinely like Nova Reed there has just been so many and I feel like it would I I hate I genuinely hate this question because it means you're putting one person above another person and I don't like no but that's okay I think in the end because to me I don't know if this makes any sense but to me the whole Bravehearts Rising there is no there is no one standout because each time you can't separate them you can't say one you know was particularly better but I think it's nice you had your personal kind of journey within within it too because I think that speaks to the fact that you also have made friends with people you had your Marianne Cantwell interview so I think it's it served its purpose it's almost like what you were doing was creating your own community as well yeah for me it feels more like and this is very cheesy but like just drops from the same water bowl like <laughs> yeah. like it, it all yeah. kind of fit, feeds into a collective and I'm just really grateful that each and every person took the time out to have that conversation with me because that, that's that's important like just there's so much focus on money sometimes but actually that investing your time that's an investment too and everyone invested time in talking to me and sharing the podcast and that's really important um yeah and really valuable to me because it is something that we can only do all together so whilst I don't necessarily have like a standout interview because I value them all I'd love to know from your perspective as the person editing and listening did you have a standout conversation or what are some of your takeaways? I would say, I think my t- it would be more takeaways because it's almost like how you've described it's It's like there were lots of uh, drops of water falling into a bowl. And for me, I had moments, and again, it is difficult to recall very specifics. It's more about how they made me feel. Uh, what I took away often were things where I felt like I am not I'm not stumbling across these conversations with my everyday life and a lot of people in it. So I think what I felt is that it it drew me into worlds and conversations that felt very important conversations that you think, well, yeah, we all should be having these, but we just don't. We just don't have these conversations. And I think you really encapsulated it well at the very beginning of our conversation just today and how it's about making people feel safe and actually shining lights on uh, uh, people's experience in the world or coming from places of difference. And also keep, I felt like I was keeping myself up to date. Does that make sense? Um, Because one of my fears as one gets older is that you start to uh, sort of get stuck somewhere and not be party. And when you get into places and you're comfortable in your life, those conversations that stretch you or challenge you or open up worlds that you don't have access to and I remember you often saying in some of your in some of your episodes where you've connected with people from all over the world and the way that technology has allowed us to have access to people that you would never get access to that it helps open open up your mind and I I, I, overall I think I'd hope this doesn't sound like a cop-out and not choosing anything specific but Similarly, it was more about how everything came away, taking something away. And I could a sometimes relate very much to things that people have brought to you and how you conversed with them and the questions you asked mm-hmm. to elicit certain answers. But also it's I felt educated. I felt but not in any way that I, I stepped into this feeling like 
you and your interviewee were there to educate me. It was never sort of like that. It just sort of happened by osmosis. And I think that's a very great skill. And it's it's not confront it's not confronting in that way because you're listening to people talk about things where I'm not necessarily getting that chance very often. It, mm. it, it just in everyone's everyday life. I mean, taking the time to have meaningful conversation often takes the shape of people who are close by or, you know, when you've got the time and things. So sort of in summary, I would say it was it was a lot to do with just how it made me feel very enriched, I think, overall. And I'm sure many people will have felt the same. So does that make sense to you? Yeah, that makes total sense. And that was what it was all about. It was all about bringing different people together and having those conversations that we just don't get to have in everyday life because... Well, it's just a bit odd, isn't it, to dive straight into that <laughs> with folks. Um, as yeah. much as I love to, you just yeah. don't always have the time. And it's I think it's there's something very lovely about setting aside, you know, 60 minutes to really dive deep into the things that really matter to you and matters to the person that you're speaking to as well. Because like you say, like, we A, we don't often have these conversations. B, when we do have these conversations, they're often with people that we're seeing all the time. They're not always the most diverse conversations they might be quite reflective of what we're thinking ourselves or it's limited in some way I know that's not true for everyone some people are having lots of diverse conversations all the time but mm. I think for many of us we we see a certain set of people and we're chatting mm. to a certain set of people and I think particularly if you're introverted or you know you're just a bit of a homebird um mm. it's only through kind of meeting people online and having these conversations that you you get to have this just different perspectives. And I think ultimately it's also about feeling less alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you've really hit the nail on the head with it because it is also completely uncensored. What I think we have to, uh, because obviously I've come from a background of, you know, creating content for a broadcaster where things are run through editorial, you know, editorial staff and, you know, it's sifted through and things and and there's all these different rules around what should be put out there. And I think the advent of podcasting, I mean, it's only been around a short time and yet, you know, relative uh, to everything else. And actually it's, it's a such an amazing tool because you're not, you're being able to put something out there that nobody is sitting in a room saying, no, you can't say this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think the power of that, and for you in particular, you're such a, you're very, you're, 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 you're very good orator. You, you speak so well and it's your medium. Like I know you write as well, but it's, it's a chance for you to explore things and there's nobody, like I say, you can put it out there and it can reach all corners of the earth through the internet. And, and I'm still sort of always in awe of the fact that that can be done now. And it, it, yes, it does cost some money to do it. Of course it does. But at the same time, it's really accessible. And people can make choices about what they're listening to. But you are making choices of what you want to put out there. 10 years ago, maybe 15, you wouldn't have been doing it. You could, there was no access to do this. I think we got to nod to that too. And I think it's fitted really well for the message uh, that you wanted to get out there for yourself and for others. Um, I don't know if there's a question in there for you, but have you enjoyed the process of the actual podcasting? I have. I've loved talking <laughs> because I am a, ch- a self-confessed chatty introvert. Um, and I do like getting straight into the, I'm much more like, let's talk about death than what did you do at Easter kind of thing. 
Yes. Um, I'm not very good at the old small talk. Uh, editing. Obviously, you did a lot of the editing, but I also did editing as did. well. You got um, very good at it. I must say, you you became very good at it. You picked it up really well. Yeah, I was very particular though. I did I did edit out a lot of the ums and the. <laughs> you start to recognise what they look like for those at home that are listening in the editing software that I use, Audacity. You could obviously you can see the sounds go up and down like up a volume thing, and um, yeah, you, you can recognise when there's like an um. And I did sometimes just have to take them out because it was just. It was just for the flow. And that is the beauty of podcasting as well. I think you can have these conversations and then you can, if you say something wrong, like if you say something, you then go, oh, that wasn't quite right. Or I want to do over. You can have a do over. And I think that's a really lovely thing about podcasts because it means like we can have this whole conversation. And if at the end we go, that was a bit rubbish, we can go, right, let's just do it again. It's not live. Although there is a benefit to live, I think, as well, because at least it's done and it's out there. focuses the brain somewhat yes but there is more grace with podcasting but still it it did take about seven hours an episode for the for the interview episodes it was like seven hours an episode it was a a lot of work and I loved it but it was a lot of work and and that's why I then like started experimenting and doing the mini podcast episodes because they were very much I could just sit down and just record um, I think that the challenge with that is I'm very much someone who is better in conversation. So when I sit down with a mic on my own, if I find it a lot more difficult to do and just be in flow without there being some kind of question. Um, and of course, I could have done kind of like an agony aunt style thing. <laughs> but, I, yeah. but, but I haven't. And I, you know, I have a feeling there will be another podcast in the future. But right now. It's, I think a lot of the listeners will be familiar with that concept of having like under different tabs open at once. And I think it can get really tiring when you've got too many tabs open. And I feel like I'm at a point in my life, I've just turned 40. Mum's just got the all clear from being unwell with cancer. And that's it's been major over the last eight months. Because there's been a lot going on. And, I, and also, like I have spent the last, what I would say, 10 years seeking answers like who am I what am I supposed to be doing in the world what's my purpose um how can I make a difference I've spent a lot of time and energy thinking (laughs) and Mm -hmm. doing as well and experimenting and podcasting and giving talks and workshops and all these different things and I feel like I'm tired (laughs) really honestly I'm tired and I need to close some tabs down for a while. And I've always talked about pressing pause in my coaching, you know, like it's important to press pause. And often I've thought about that in terms of a momentary pause, a kind of not just a cup of tea, like it can be longer than that. Or yeah. just taking that 10 minutes and breathing is important. But I feel like this pause for me feels a bit bigger and a bit more, more of an expansive pause. Like I really feel like I want this to be, the year of me without <laughs> without being cheesy uh, yeah. again but I really feel like there's just so much emphasis again in this like, kind of capitalist white patriarchal world of efficiency and success and like it feels like you know unless you're squeezing every last ounce of talent out of yourself or 
or productivity like you're wasting your life and I do think this is something I've definitely struggled with because my dad was 47 when he died and I think the closer I get to that age the more it's like well that's I mean it was really young but I have I have this added kind of driver within me that I've talked about before you know kind of a death as a driver and it's like you want to make the most of life and but there is a balance to be had there between kind of living life to the full and enjoying yourself and exhausting yourself and also I don't know that there's this pressure sometimes that I can kind of fall prey to where it's like you know you want to make sure you've fulfilled your purpose somehow before you die and you just don't know when that's going to be you might have a year you might have 10 years like so and it's this it's pressure that just is almost like insidious and it just like creeps up on me and it's almost like I need to say to myself like it's like it's okay and actually this is where I find it really helpful to tap into that kind of that older wiser self if that resonates for listeners for me it does resonate I do like imagine my older self and I just know that she's doesn't deal with the BS in the same way. Like if I'm like, oh, should I have a YouTube channel? I'll like she'll just be like, what? Mm-hmm. No, you know, I'm not gonna be on my deathbed going, I really wish I'd had a successful YouTube channel. Like that is not what my life is about. <laughs> but my yeah. ego can 100 percent get caught up in that. And so for me, I feel like the more important things are kind of bringing what I like to call like your heart gems into the world. But in but in your time and, and in a in a in, in a feel-good way. So like this podcast, this is something I really want to do. And, you know, I came up with I came up with the name. I had someone do the artwork for it and I put it out into the world and I interviewed quite a lot of people for me. Mm-hmm. It was definitely, I think, over 35 people. And yeah, that feels good. And I think I think the struggle that I've had in bringing the podcast to a close it's because I do love it and I know there are so many more amazing people out there who I want to chat to and I want to hear from and I want to share with the world and also I'm tired (laughs) (laughs) and I know for me personally sometimes a like to bring it back to those tabs you you just have to close some tabs down for a while you you just it's kind of a boundary with yourself like just because you can doesn't mean you should and Sometimes even like if you're not doing anything with something, if that tab is open, it's it's slowly draining your energy and it's just mm-hmm. working away because you're like, I really should be doing an episode or I really should think about who I want to be in, invite, you know? And it's like, I, I need to put a stop on that. And so bringing it back to that year of me, mm-hmm. I really want, like, rather than just thinking all the time about the, not that I don't want to make a difference, by the way, I think you can still have a difference by the people you're in at, interacting with, like, protests signing and um, petitions there are lots of ways we can have a difference but I just mean in terms of my everyday like I want to play tennis and I want to have fun with friends and family and kind of want to frolic for a bit and I, I feel like that's so important it's that concept of you know letting the field lay fallow you know farming mm-hmm. and that's all that was one of the metaphors that's always stuck with me that idea like you can't just keep tilling the land and working the land because if you keep going and keep going it just depletes it and I feel yeah. like that's true in life so it's not like 
I have to make everything about me for and not care no. about anyone else and like spiritually bypass everything and just go the world is amazing because it, it definitely isn't but I do think joy is the life raft of this shit show <laughs> that is <laughs> that is like humans on planet earth like that's that's how mm-hmm. I feel and like we we collectively need to be helping each other experience more joy and sometimes that does mean policy change because policy has an impact on how people can enjoy life and or not as the case may be in terms of access to healthcare and various things so but I, I feel, feel like joy is really important because it just boosts us right it gives us the energy to keep going when we're really tired I feel like joy and hope are really important so I know that kind of deviates a little bit away from your question no <laughs> I think it answers it perfectly. I think you've just just actually located the title of this last episode, which is, you know, joy is the life raft in this sort of shit show. And actually what you're doing, you're saying the, the message you're putting out is is very true to what Bravehearts Rising is all about. And if you were to keep the tab open and keep it there running and, and, and it's stop, it's not being joyful to you to do it. Um, it's not it's not serving um, what what you wanted it to, to, to be and who you are within it. So I think it's a lovely sort of uh, because so often endings, people think about being sadness or feeling like uh, a giving up or all those negative things, which in actual fact, what you've just said there is all about. Actually, it's a, such a positive. You've put something out there. It has had an impact. There are thousands of people that listened to it and have all gotten something from it and now you come to the point where you're going okay now I just need to sort of replenish the soil here for a while I'm in the middle of my polytunnel it's springtime right now I've just been discussing what I'm going to plant where to give the soil a chance to regenerate a little bit and it's given its chance to recover so mm-hmm. everything about what you're saying is is very much woven into the fabric of what brave hearts rising is so I think it's, it's it, you know, over the course of just this time chatting to you, we it's sort of you navigated your way to the point going, yeah, this is a joyful thing to do now. It's joyful to be able to say this is stopping for now and who knows what will come next and in what form. But, it you know, so I, but I think it's, it's a lovely message to put out there. Yeah, I, I think that makes perfect sense. And for the listeners, Katie does, in fact, have a polytunnel. She didn't randomly just start talking about a polytunnel. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I do. And it's all getting ready. I've got my seeds sown with my vegetables. So yes, I, I do. Um, uh, where it also houses a lot of lovely common lizards who make little nests in there. So it's lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. talked about the serpent's piece. And that there is like just full transparency with the, the, the listeners. I think there is, there is a there is a sadness in so much as I, I, I just love this podcast. And there is a part of me that I don't know wishes things could be different I mean sometimes I wish you know should I you know I have questions just being human like should I have had an Instagram channel dedicated to the podcast to have reached more people should I have done this but I think it's really important to stay true to you and your energy levels and I think that's something I want to share specifically with the people listening like if you're listening and you've got your own projects that you're doing or projects that you want to do you know, find ways of doing them that that work for who you are. Because I absolutely could have done things differently if I wanted to reach more people. Um, some things I probably might have been able to do, but maybe I just didn't have no knowledge at the time, and that's okay. But I think 
you know, like, I don't want two Instagram accounts. I barely want one Instagram account, if I'm mm. honest. I just like connecting with people, so I keep it. But it has to be like you have to keep the essence of what it is you're doing, you know, for you. Yeah. And who I am is quite a quiet, chatty person. <laughs> yes. Um, who I really still resonate I think one of the stick out things for me was when I was talking to Eleanor Snare and yeah we were talking about apple pie but it was just talking about how just being that kind of wise person on the edge of the village you know wanting to be that person who people go to when they want to pause and be calm and feel nourished and be able to offload in a way that is um safe and without judgment and I think the real benefit of being that that person on the edge of the village is like you're not in amongst everything you don't know everyone's business and that's I I like that I like being able to go back to my quiet space I don't want to be in the thick of things particularly like as much as there's this part of me that's like I'll be honest ego wise I really wanted this to be an award-winning podcast I did <laughs> but <laughs> yeah and that's okay you have to have um, ambition I mean you don't start anything just saying oh it'll just be a little years whatever you, it's nice to have the ambition but it's always important to recognize there's always more that can be there's always more and it'll never stop like you say reaching audience it, it would just where does it stop and you have to kind of make up your mind what you want to what you're able to and what you've got the energy for and exactly. then be okay with it and I was already putting in seven hours an episode so it's a lot like, yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was enough for me and I'm really proud of the podcast um and I think what struck strike what has okay I think what's struck me in all of this and thinking about ending the podcast and things is like yeah if someone writes a book you know they finish writing the book they put it out there but then that book lives on and I feel like with the podcast in my head I was thinking like you end the podcast and then that's that and it's like but people can still access the podcast you can still find ways of sharing those conversations with people a bit like on Netflix you have like time limited series you Mm. know and not time like a limited series Mm. Um, and so that's how I'm going to just choose to see Brave Parts Rising because it's still 45 episodes of material where people can learn and it's a digital library exactly exactly where people can learn and feel inspired and motivated and yeah hopefully connected still for years to come so I will keep the podcast hosted on Spotify and Apple for foreseeable and then we'll see but it feels really good to be able just to end it properly and I think talking to the listeners here I think Firstly, I'm just really grateful for everyone who has tuned in regularly over the years and for new listeners. Like, this is why I make the podcast is for you at home so that you feel connected and inspired and so that you can kind of be a fly on the wall to these meaningful conversations, these meaningful conversations, but not just a fly on the wall, but a participant too, because even though you're not directly in the room having these conversations with me and my guest, you 
I know that you're having the conversations in your head because that's what I do when I listen to podcasts. I'm 100% like it gives so much to respond to that you can then in your own mind start thinking about it for yourself and how does that relate to your world and then you can bring those conversations to friends and family and I love that about podcasts that they're conversation starters and you can start podcasts for free like it is possible there are different tiers like on um well my own bus sprout you can have a free tier it does mean you have ads on your podcast which is why I've always paid but yeah there are all sorts of different ways now that you can get your voice heard and out there and the voices of people who you admire so if you're ever thinking about having your own podcast or doing your own project I would encourage you to because I think as much as we can think that oh god there's just so much noise in the world which there absolutely is there is there can never be enough I think creative brave voices out there who are sharing exactly and honest Mm -hmm. that are sharing their corner of the world or their perspective um, on how things we we can do things differently or bring joy into the world, whatever it happens to be. Like, it's important. And when you think about who is dominating on the whole out there, they're not very, the, the, the voices aren't necessarily the most diverse. And there are people, and God, didn't Boris Johnson get paid like up to like a million last year just for speaking engagements? Like, mm-hmm. it's like... <laughs> There are people yes. out there being paid to speak who are just perpetuating these systems of oppression, whereas I imagine you as my listener want to make a difference um, for the better. And so I, we need your voices still. We, we need you. And, you know, again, make it yours. You can do a six-week project. Like, this is what I'm learning and having to remind myself of, particularly like with this podcast, is I work really well with time-limited projects. You know, a beginning, an end, a purpose, this is what we're doing. Let's do it. And probably at the beginning, like if I was to say have a lesson, that would have been a good lesson for me to have had. It just said, look, right, I'm launching it on this day. I'm going to interview this many people and then it's going to be done. And that's quite hard. It's hard to do with yourself because attachment, right? We get attached to things we like and then we want to keep hold of them and we want to keep them forever. But all that does is stops other things coming in. So I'm really excited to see what conversations I have in the future it might not be this year it might not be next year it might be in five years time but that's okay 